Blog Talk Radio. the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, 
God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. and again on Sunday mornings from 8.30 to 10 o'clock here in United States Eastern Standard Time. We want you to sit back and relax as we go into the inner courts and behind the veil to get an outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we can worship and praise our God. I want you to get your Bibles now. We're going to do uh, little Bible lessons on Genesis uh, chapter 19, chapter 20, and we probably uh, will go all the way up and look at some other um, uh, scriptures that line up with the word. Amen? Amen. This is also our disclaimer. Remember that the music that you hear belongs to the artist, and we are here to promote those sounds of Zion and to encourage you, the listeners, to just get those CDs so that you can worship and praise God. God can do anything but fail. Truly, we love the Lord, and we want to reverence him, and we want to praise God, whom all blessings are due. God bless you again as we sit back and examine the word of God. And let's start off uh, with the Canton Spirituals, one of our favorites, one of those songs that says, Fix it, Jesus. If Jesus can't do it, it can't be done. Amen. God can do anything but fail. Amen. Let me tell you something. Come on, put your hand back there. Thank you. 
singer-songwriter says, fix it, Jesus. You know, many a times we try to fix things ourselves, but we need to turn it over to God. That instead of us trying to figure it out, trying to do it ourselves, with our own mindsets, we need to pray. We need to seek guidance from the Holy Spirit and ask God that we are limited in our decision-making so that all our thoughts, all our ways, all our actions should be concentrated on God and his commandments and his word. Sure, we fall short. Uh, We make a lot of mistakes as we will examine our scriptures today. And I wanted to bring special attention to this particular subject because I think that is very, very important because we see a lot of that's going on in the news in the Middle East. And, you know, a lot of times people got a lot of comments, they have opinion, but you need to search the Word of God. Everything you need to know about old history, new, and future that's to come is in the Word of God from the Old Testament to the New. Amen. Amen. As I said to you before, this is our disclaimer, the music that you hear belong to the artist. Also, when you uh, try to look up some of our sermons, like many of you may miss a night, and you may miss, say, Monday night, and you may tune in on a Friday night, and you go to My King Service website, you may not find all of our shows that's in that website on the Internet. So we want to encourage you, if you will write us at Fivefold Ministries, P.O. Box 9786, that's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, that's the Five-Fold Ministry, P.O. Box 9786, Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. So if you missed those broadcasts, it's not out there on the website. You have checked on uh, My King Service uh, webpage and you're looking for a particular night, say, uh, you heard tonight, and you may want to listen again or share it with your friends, if you do not see it, just write us so that we can talk to the producer, and hopefully we can repeat that show or we'll have a copy of it posted on our website. Again, most of our shows now that I just found out are really not on that website. However, producer and her archives She can pull those shows, so be patient with us because every now and then it looks like, and I was telling the producer, when the five-fold ministry on the air, we have a lot of attacks, sometimes even with my friend Dr. Patricia Stewart, 6 o'clock a.m., awesome prayer, fascinated. Um, She is, her prayers are so fascinating, so on point. And it's awesome how she prayed to God. And truly the Lord moves when he hears the prayer of the righteous. That's another one of my friends who introduced me to this uh, radio show over four years ago. So even with that, all of our shows may not be on that website. So do give us a call. So I want to encourage you again, as I said, that if I would look for a title tonight, it is uh, Simply Fix It Jesus that we need to give it to God and try not to put things in our hands and feel as though that we have the answer. No, we don't have the answer that we are limited in what we do, but God can do anything but fail that God has it. So we just need to just be encouraging and know that Jesus truly is our rock and that if he can't do it, 
it cannot be done. So get your Bibles now. We're going to do uh, a little uh, Bible lesson tonight to really look at, uh, they're talking about the Middle East, but let us start back and look in Genesis that took us to this point of what's going on in, in uh, the world today. Amen. But first, let us listen to Reverend Gerald Thompson that Jesus is the rock, right? Amen. about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, because if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, where would we be? 
would we uh, really be able to praise God because Jesus is the repair of the breach? Would we really be able to just to beg pardon and repent? Because through that Holy Spirit, he teaches us and guides us all spiritual truth. Amen. So we have a lot to be grateful for, for not only our, our Father that created us in the very beginning, but also how he has been with us um, through the beginning of time that we want to see what has happened in our life or what has happened that we can even see in the book of Genesis from the very beginning when God made a man and he made a woman for man. And through that, that so much have transpired. We're not going to get into everything, but one thing in particular uh, got my attention and I I was listening uh, to the news today, and I would encourage everybody to listen to the news. And it was uh, disgruntled, or they were upset by a comedian who was pointing fingers and blaming and publicly uh, saying that uh, we here in the United States was wrong to even send aid to other countries that's under attack. The list went on and on. And everybody has a right to their opinion. However, when we judge or condemn without really doing research or when we uh, make false accusation, you know, it is it is sad to us because we are the ones that, especially those on the radio or TV or those that have the power uh, to use the Internet, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, that to spread the good news, nothing that's going to tear down, destroy, cause separation, prejudice, or just uh, a dent in the relationship that God is building up for his people, that God wants us to live together, to work together, to forgive, treat our neighbors as we treat ourselves, and also try to exalt, edify, and encourage each other. How can we say that we want eternal life? and be there with the angels and be there with God when we can't get along down here as brothers or sisters or whatever you want to say in the body of Christ that we are condemning and finding fault and critiquing and judging. So I would say to those persons who are doing those things that it makes us, the other believers in the body of Christ, uh, that looks bad or they call us hypocrites or they say that we self-righteous or fundamentalists and we are not really living according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that is true to the point that through the Bible it has said that we have made mistakes from the very beginning of time that you could look at it from Genesis all the way up until now. It's like a blueprint for living and it is telling us what we should and should not do to avoid some of these consequences that we brought on ourselves. Amen? So as I said, when we uh, look at Genesis, uh, we could even say that we could even start with verse 13. When Abram and Lot uh, was um, there together, living together, that Lot decided that he wanted to um, even leave the foal and go live in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, that this is what he chose to do, and he had to suffer those consequences. As you know, that the Lord destroyed those cities uh, because of uh, sin, because of disobedience, and that he could not find one 
who wanted to repent and to beg uh, God's pardon and to live according to the laws that he had given uh, Moses all the way down to Abram. He was Abram at the time before he was Abraham. And you can even look right there in the very beginning that uh, when uh, Abram decided, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, that Lot decided that he was uh, going to um, disobey what the family structure was, and he decided that he wanted to be free and to do his own thing, that he got in, in trouble in them two cities. When he left out of those cities before God destroyed it, his own daughters, and that's another thing that it says in the beginning, that his daughters decide to fix the situation themselves. They saw their father as being old. He couldn't have children. So both of his daughters got him drunk, uh, had him to drink strong drink. They had intercourse with their dad. And even through that, the daughters became pregnant, but then they had a sin of incense. I can barely talk. You know I'm an old country girl, incest. So that was a, another situation that, you know, uh, that it was a custom, I guess, back during that time. Sometimes they would marry into their own race or say they want pure blood or whatever the situation was. But these particular ladies decided to have sex with their father, and we look at um, even the, the children that they had, the Amorites as well as the Moabites, that they were from uh, Lot's daughters. And Abraham, I mean, and Abram at the time, of course, had to rescue his brother from that wicked area, as well as try to put structure back in the family. It is said sometimes when you have rebellion right there in the family that could cause everyone to go down with you because you made a decision that this is not what I want to do. However, it was the best judgment. It was the best seat. Uh, financially as well as family unity, but you thought or you want something more that, wow, that grass looked greener on the other side, you will find so many people that make decisions because they uh, think that they're unknown or they think that this road or they think that this person or this situation will make my life better, God forbid, how many times that you uh, see mothers or grandmothers talk to their sons and warn them about their behavior, a hard head, make a soft tail, and they fall into a diver's temptation. They themselves are, you know, uh, get incarcerated or things have happened that from our decisions, sometimes people say, well, you know, I was influenced by my father, mother, or I was raised in this uh, family environment. But you have to rise above it when you keep your mind on God and when you follow the word of God that you ask God to give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. He will give you understanding. So Lot had to suffer his repercussion. Not only did he lose a wife because of disobedience, uh, not only that his daughter, uh, like like I said before, they did a terrible act with their father, but they caused shame, they caused damnation and separation from God. But our God, I say it again, our God is so merciful and kind that even when we do wicked things that he look out for us, he give us a chance to repent, 
and he still hears our prayers. That's the kind of God that we serve, a God that loves us in spite of, I'll say it again, a God that loves us in spite of ourselves. You know, I get excited when I talk about God. I know it's been a while since you heard me preach or teach the word of God because I was trying to give the baton to others so they could have a chance to to rightly divide the word of truth because it's not about one person. It's about the whole body of Christ, that we are one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We are one group of people united according to Ephesians 4, 11 through 17, that we as Christians should be united in the body of Christ. This is what God wants us to be even in our walk towards him. So God was trying to even get the nation of Israel. God was trying to uh, show them the errors of their ways, and he chose different ones who would be obedient, who would submit, and who would go to the next level in God so that his will will be done. And it takes us, as I said, to our story that God uh, made promises uh, to Abram, and at the time he said to him, you know, uh, he blessed him, and he even said that he would bless him so that he could uh, be a father to many nations and that he would have a son. And, of course, it says that if you look at Genesis chapter 16, that uh, once um, Abram uh, decided and he was talking to his wife, she was Sarah at the time, not Sarah, and Abram uh, said that, you know, we don't have kids, however God has promised us a child. And he explained to his wife that this is what God had said to him, and this is the promises that he has made. But like a lot of people, you know, they try to be tiny Jesus. They want to put matters in their own hand. They try to be the jury, the judge, and guard themselves and point fingers like this comedian did who really didn't do the research to say, why did all of this come about? Who fault is it really? Well, it's sin. It's the beast. It's the Antichrist. Anything that's evil, anything that's against the word of God, is not, that is not uh, God himself. So I just want to tell you that, of course, uh, I'm going to do the best that I can. But, you know, when I really get into my teaching and preaching, I usually get up some kind of text so we bind up the hand of the adversary now because he don't want me to say what thus said the Lord of hosts, but I'm going to say it. Let us look at Genesis 16. As I said, when Sarah's, at that time, Abram's wife, and they had no children, she decided, not the man, she decided that uh, he could take an Egyptian maid servant named Hagar and that he would, uh, he had permission from his wife that uh, he said that you, you could take this maid servants and I give uh, you I give this uh, to you my husband and you can sleep with her and conceive God forbid I couldn't even say the words out my mouth here's a woman telling her man that she uh, gives him permission to sleep with another woman and to get her pregnant Lord have mercy 
But when I look at this story, I had to think about Abrams. Is he not the father of many nations? Wasn't he uh, selected by God? Did he not carry the law? He knew right from wrong because he had got in a situation that he married his own sister, and then he lied uh, to a king that says, she's not my sister, and Sarah almost became his mistress. So it's amazing who God uses that he uses us even in the midst of our mess, in our poor decision, in our sin, so hopefully that we will get it right and come to some understanding. But Sarah went ahead of God, and she said, lay with this Egyptian uh, maid servant and have a baby by her. So you got to even look at where is Egypt compared to Israel, what is the direction that uh, this this particular um, midwife, I'm sorry, this particular mistress, where is her people? Well, when you look at it, that the uh, she was with the uh, Palestinians in that particular era. Her faith was Muslim. Uh, she was also um, those in Gaza and Hagas, all in that direction, that there was a division with Israel and there was a division uh, with the Palestinians because God had promised Sarah and Abraham now that they would have a son, and his son uh, would be where he would raise up the nations that would serve him. This was who he decided would be his chosen people, and also he was using them as example for our lives, to say this is how I want you to govern yourselves and put away all this incest and put away this adultery and fornication and going ahead of me and taking matters in your own hands because all you do is suffer. And Sarah, once the Egyptian, uh, as you read in Chapter 16 of Genesis, uh, had the baby, uh, it was, uh, of course, two women arguing and one got jealous and and then you know, uh, even with that, the 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 uh, the uh, Hagar, the mistress uh, to uh, Abraham, that God was not pleased. So of course, uh, Sarah being the wife, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna give you a little a little laugh here. You always hear, regardless, the wife have more power than the mistress. She may uh, sleep with her husband, but yet she has the license, the ring the name, uh, the children as well. So the wife usually come out on top. I know a lot of people may not like it. They want to cut off the radio. But God stands by what is right. Yes, the wife made a mistake and told him to lay with a woman, but she was still the wife. And Abram, Abraham, he knew better. He knew about committing adultery. He, he was a law keeper. He kept the law. He knew about fornication. He saw what happened uh, with Lot sleeping with his daughters. He saw. Uh, he knew the history about Moses and the flood, that God destroyed the nation of people because of disobedience, sleeping with um, different ones outside of the creation that he had made. And you can do your research as well that they were saying that even human beings was sleeping with the angels that God had made. God forbid. So when Abram made that decision, 
he was not an unlearned man. He was not uh, not taught the law of God, and he was a father to the nations. But, you know, I, I'm going to make a little joke here. I guess when you see the little uh, young, sweet, tenderoni uh, thing that he just said, okay, wife, you want me to lay here with this young Egyptian girl? All right. He didn't say no or whatever he didn't do. The Bible says that he laid with her and conceived a child. And I may not, like I say, I'm a country girl, so it's hard for me to pronounce some of those names, but it's Ishmael. And um, so him, uh, Abraham, Hagar, and their child, Ishmael, um, they became a unit. And Sir, of course, uh, seeing this other woman with her belly out and getting tensions in her favor and, and knowing that probably her husband gave a little smile or grin and was looking at her, she became jealous. What woman wouldn't be jealous to know that your man is sleeping with another woman? And here this man carries a law. He was the ruler. He was a judge, but he didn't turn that down. So, you know, it's a lot, a lot of times we're going to see throughout the Bible that lust, uh, adultery, fornication has destroyed many of us, especially the men and women of God, mostly the men in the Bible, that they was tempted or they was seduced or that Jezebel spirit uh, did a lot of things to our some of those leaders. And I don't want to get away from my story, but leaders like Solomon uh, and well as David. So the lust of the eyes and the flesh and the heart. So, of course, uh, you know, she decided, uh, Sarah decided, well, she got to go. She can't be in my house. She can't live in my camp. She can't be milking um, you know, giving the baby the milk and walking around with a belly out and Egyptian too. So you know, you know, if you look at their culture, they painted their face and they wore uh, some different type of clothing and her hair is down and she smelled sweet like a Delilah. Delilah, I can't even say it. But you know, Sarah, she was a holy woman of God. She was a Jewish woman. Uh, she she dealt in modesty. She had everything covered from her head down to her feet, and I'm sure she had a, a, a shawl on her head. But you take that Egyptian woman now, she had bells on her ankles, on her wrists, and everything else. <laughs> so Abraham did not tell her no. And, of course, the way that she left, uh, she left out uh, being put out to camp. Uh, she went. Uh, in that valley of dry bones in the Egyptian nation to even which is uh, Palestine today. And this is where the division comes from. You got Isaac, who was born by Sarah, and Abraham. This is a son that was promised by God that he is going to give the nation the land of milk and honey. He's going to give all of that to the seed of Abraham. But then you have another woman who was the mistress who was told to lay with a, a, a married man who was told that she's going to get pregnant and that she was trapped between uh, having an owner, she was a slave, uh, she had to obey or she could be killed or anything could happen. You know, it's sad that people get mad at you for what they did. You know, I, I, I was looking at black history, and I saw that some of the uh, – uh, for lack of a better word, some of the wives in the South, 
knew that their husband was sleeping with the slave. They knew um, that some of the workers were sleeping with the slave because they could see the, the evidence with the children. They said those children that was born and these people were from Africa, that someone was Creole, that someone could pass for white, and that you could clearly see that somebody else had laid with these slaves uh, that was not part of their culture. But then you have the Southern Belle or women who get mad and want to know who baby is it and you look like this one and that one and what happened. The slave uh, herself, she might get beaten or treated bad or spit on. And that the, uh, the woman, and you know, like I said, the head mistress of the house, she's mad at you. She smacks you or treats you bad because she knows that you're desired by her husband or brother or other family members. And there's jealousy. The same thing with Sarah. Sarah was jealous of Hagar. But yet she said, go sleep with my man. And uh, you conceive and have a baby, man, you're going to be all right until reality hit. So many times in life, you're going to find people outside their marriage and regret it later. You're going to find women who have ran around on their husband, try to come back home and, and wash off the stench that they had with another man and, and get rid of the cologne and take their shower because they knew it was wrong. You have men who have been out there creeping and men who have been out there with these women and they too have to come home and take a bath. You can smell the perfume. And then the marriage is all messed up because it goes all the way back to Genesis from disobedience. That that hard head make a soft tail. You know, the babies are on the side. The woman is on the side. The, uh, the homes are split things on the side. God forbid. But then when there's no structure, when there's chaos, when the children fight among themselves, like we see uh, Israel and Palestine today, we want to know whose fault is it really? Well, it's, it's our forefathers. It's those that uh, had, uh, Mr. what they said, master in the big house. It's those of you who had slavery, those who had ownership or those even back from the beginning of time who had authority and misused their position. Yes, God forbid. I'm looking at my time. So that is the story of how this particular uh, war really started in the Middle East, that the firstborn was with the slave Haggai, whose son, like I said, in uh, Palestine, the way that they went, she was Egyptian and Muslim, that she believed, according to the law, this is the Mosaic law and Torah, that the firstborn should inherit all rights to their father's land, his possession, his cattle, his worth, everything. But because the law, which was Abraham, made a decision, according to his wife, another decision, he put her out the camp. He told Hagar she had to go with the baby and that he stayed there with Sarah and they had their son as God has promised, which is Isaac, which is of the Israel uh, faith today, that when you see Judaism or you see the Jews, that this, uh, the genealogy, uh, those who have uh, sprung up from that particular set of people. So looking at the news and bringing it up to where we are now, there is the vision between Palestine, Palestine, I'm sorry, and Israel for land rights. 
there is the vision that, well, I was here, and, and this is mine's first, and Israel, no, God promised it to us. And here it is, what, over a thousand years later, they still fighting about land rights, God forbid. This war has broken out. Land is being destroyed. Dust is all over the place. They can't even say where the territory stopped and where it began, all because of a mistake of those religious leaders at that, which was Abraham, the father of many nations. So as we see right now, getting to the news, and if you want to really see the history itself about this thing between uh, Gaza and Israel, um, you can see it, you can look at Cooper Anderson, that truly uh, he does commentaries and research, and he goes right to the source. And he showed a documentary that how it all started from day one, that the children of Israel, the young people, decided that they wanted to have an outdoor party and concert in their country, and they were coming together um, from the various parts of Israel, and some even came out of Gaza. However, those particular people, you know, they already have uh, a bad taste in their mouth because of this thing between Sarah and Hagar and the land rights between Israel and Pakistan. So, uh, I mean, Palestine, Palestine, I'm sorry. So it's already a sour taste. So they said that the Hamas or those uh, those like ISIS or the military group or terrorist group had been planning this for months and that they surrounded that outdoor party of Israel young people and older people and children from the north, from the west to the east. And the people had no choice but go south. And what they did, they attacked them. Uh, in Gaza, they attacked them from all regions, northwest, southeast, and they uh, shot them on the spot. Uh, people went into places to uh, to hide. They blew it up like those little toilets that we see. They threw grenades in there. Uh, they bombed. They sent missiles to uh, blow up that particular area. When you look at it on the map, truly it is on Israel's side. And at Gaza is a Palestine side, but it's hatred upon the people because they are still mad about the land rights and the wealth of the nation of Israel that God has promised in the very beginning. So, of course, uh, Israel retaliated because it's just like today. You can have, how would you feel, your children decide, well, I'm going to go outside and and uh, swim or have a party or invite friends over, and we're just going to have a celebration. It was, and what makes it so bad, the lies was, oh, they were gay. And, oh, um, this is why the holy people were mad at the Israel, because it was a gay party. No, it was not. They showed the pictures of it all. These were young people, mothers, uh, sons, even some of the children were there as a festival, an outdoor festival. Here in the United States, we have had festival. We have had people uh, bomb races. Um, you know, they had uh, track races where people were running up and down the street. They had a, a terrorist there. We have seen people that was at the same type of concert as the Israelites, 
and somebody was on the top level of a hotel and shot into a crowd at a music concert and killed hundreds. It's the same scenario. These people were minding their business, having a party, being outside, enjoying the fresh air. But the military group, just like they see ISIS as uh, those were the one that they say uh, that was a part of uh, destroying our uh, Twin Towers right here, 9-11 in New York, that same type of military group, the Hamas, that they were another type of ISIS uh, military group and just destroyed these group of people being outside. So can you imagine that it's, you can't be outside to have a picnic, you can't be outside to play music, uh, you can't be outside just to fellowship. We have so much racism here in America that some parts of the Deep South that other races can't even be outside without somebody trying to put a cross in the yard or burn the house down. God forbid. I'm telling you, beloved, we live in some evil times, and you need to do the research for yourself. This was not about uh, anything but territorial right and the hatred of one nation to another, and that this is where we are today. Yes, that you can see Kiev and Ukraine, that they're under attack. And this will make it so bad with the same body of people. They, too, are Russians. They fight among themselves. But then you look at Israel and Palestine, that um, the same situation. This went all the way back to the beginning of time with Genesis. And it's the same scenario that they are fighting among themselves. My concern is, and the reason I brought this up, that it's a domino effect. I knew it. I said this. Uh, I had prayed for these nations over six months ago. I said I know that there's something that's get ready to erupt, and I had talked about uh, pray for China, pray for Israel, pray for Russia, all these nations. And you look at it today. United States are giving aid uh, to Russia, and then you have uh, those in, in China are supporting Putin, and God forbid that that don't become a problem for United States, Russia, and China. But then uh, they said in the news today that now Cuba is concerned about uh, United States allies and what they're doing with other nations as well. It is a domino effect. When evil is behind things of adultery, fornication, incest, all this stuff, that trouble is going to come. When people don't like you because of your race, your color, your creed, you're on the radio, you're on the TV, you're male, you're female, trouble is going to come. you got to stay prayed up, beloved. You have to look to the hills and keep your mind on God because I am watching this thing and praying hard that we do not get in a world war because now it's, it's triggering down that all the nations are getting involved. They are at the United Nations discussing it, and it's a lot of division all over this world. Now look at COVID. God allowed COVID so we could sit our butts down, think about the things that we have done to destroy ourselves, our family, our neighbors, our friends, our job, our health, everything we could think of, that God gave us a chance to say, okay, calm it down. Soon as we got out that door, look at this, soon as we could take the mask off, it hasn't even been a year, 
Now we're in all this uh, Middle East war. We're in all this territory war. We got even the presidents are being killed or fighting fighting those who want to be president. Evil is hidden hard. Why? Because we're in the last days. Why? Because it's been prophesied in Revelation. Why? Because the beast is busy. So I want to encourage you to look at the news for yourself. Do research for yourself. Don't worry about how even me, a pastor Mercer, is teaching and preaching on the radio and TV. Check it out for yourself. You ain't got to listen to my words. Check it out for yourself. But be uh, a good steward in the body of Christ so we can all break bread together. So before you condemn, before you judge, before you point fingers, before you say who fault is it, pick up your Bible. And so let's go back to the beginning of time. What caused this thing? Let's go back to the Middle East. Let's start right there. And you will see it was bad choices by the creation that God have made because they were disobedient. God bless you again. I decided to come on in and do a little Bible class uh, at this time. I usually uh, give it to others, but I think now that um, I'm going to come back on on Sundays uh, with my teaching and preaching as well. I may do a repeat on Monday. And then on Fridays, I love my music, uh, music concert. And I tell you right now, I'm not your typical minister, pastor, apostle, whatever. I am led, um, what I feel in my spirit by God, that there are times I'm going to pay apostolic, Pentecostal, uh, contemporary, I'm going to play all types of music that reverence and praise God, even down to jazz. And if I feel that it has a nice uh, flavor of being that God could get the glory. So rather than condemn, come on, get on this train with me, and let's worship and praise God together. Let's be on one accord. Amen, amen. You know what? And when we get through all of this, and when you turn down that plate, and when you uh, unite, in the body of Christ, oh, my God, that God said we're two or three together, he's in the midst, and that we have the power to destroy the adversary because that's all it is. It's just a trick to destroy the creation that God has made. Well, I did like Jesus told Mary, go tell it. So I have told it to you. You can research it for yourself. I will be back on Friday night with my gospel concert and Sunday morning, probably with a part two. Amen. Amen. I probably might even play this again tomorrow night for those of you who missed it. So call your neighbors, call your friends. Tell them to call 319-527-6036. Again, 319-527-6036. As I speak to Russia, to Africa, to England, to the United States, Uh, to Pakistan, to Israel, that God is still in control. It's going to be what's written in the Lamb Book of Life. So let us get it together as believers. Amen. Let us listen to the Mississippi Mass Choir. You know why? Only through the salvation of Jesus, who died on the cross for us, are we able 2,000 years later to see all of this transpire from the Old Testament to the New and we're able to have the victory. You know why? Because it's good to know Jesus. Amen? I'll say it again. It's good to know Jesus. So God bless you. 
and do tune in on Friday because I have another little concert. You will hear uh, Reverend Rice come on with his wife on Wednesday and Apostle Lockamy on Thursday. That's another man that can go into that uh, wisdom door of God and divide the word of truth. God bless you again. Let us listen to the Mississippi Mass Choir. It is good to know Jesus. Amen. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.